handling life's disappointments. Habakkuk, the whole book, I believe, gives us a blueprint of how to handle life's disappointments. Truth of the matter is, um, we've been listening and paying attention and watching, and uh, we already have the answer of how to handle life's disappointments. Just by looking at the narrative that is in Habakkuk, sort of paints a picture of our daily lives. Maybe by myself here this morning, but I can see myself in this prophecy of Habakkuk. Habakkuk opens up, I guess I am because y'all didn't say nothing. I'm by myself here this morning that life happens and it, it causes us to have questions for God. Sometimes, as we saw in Habakkuk chapter 1, Habakkuk opens up and it felt as if God was deaf. He prayed unto God and God didn't respond in the time that Habakkuk wanted him to respond. It seemed as if that everything that Habakkuk was crying out to God for, God allowed the opposite. I don't know if you've ever been there where you've asked God for this, but instead of giving you what you asked him for, he gave you the opposite. And it it caused Habakkuk, it caused Habakkuk to feel as if God was deaf. I don't know if you've ever been there where you prayed to God and everything you prayed to God about, it seemed as if it fell on deaf ear. And because of that, it led Habakkuk to ask God some questions. It caused Habakkuk to look at God and say, God, I have questions. I'm not questioning you, not questioning your power, not questioning your authority, but God, I have questions concerning this situation. I have questions because I know what you're able to do, but yet it seems as if you're withholding your power concerning my situation. God, I have some questions because I know the power that you are, not that you possess. I know the power that you are. I know what you are able to do, but yet it seems as if you have allowed the wicked to usurp their authority over the righteous. God, I have questions. These questions have caused me to now to be placed in a sort of a waiting room experience. Now I have to learn how to live in the waiting room. Some of y'all see what I'm doing. Live in the waiting room and have these questions that's causing me to now function while I'm waiting for God to hear my cry. While I'm waiting for God to answer my cry. While I'm waiting for God to make room in my life. While I'm waiting for God to do what I know God is able to do. But while I'm in the waiting room, I get weary. 
while I'm in the waiting room, I, I grow tired, I grow anxious, I grow frustrated, I, I get upset sometimes in the waiting room. My spirit is crushed. My spirit is vexed in the waiting room and, and I got to know how to live while I'm in the waiting room. I got to know how to endure while I'm in the waiting room. I got to know how to overcome while I'm in the waiting room. And then I heard this preacher say, just live by faith. Yeah, live by faith while I'm in the waiting room. In order for me to overcome those obstacles, I have to learn how to live by faith. And not only live by my faith, but live by his faith. In other words, I have to remind myself that God is faithful. Tell somebody God's faithful. Mind myself that he's faithful in my trial. He's faithful in my circumstance. He's faithful in my calamity. And if I just hold on to his hand, everything might not be all right, but within my spirit, all will be well. So sometimes life makes it feel as if God is deaf. Sometimes life causes us to have questions for God and it places us in a waiting room. We got to learn how to live by faith. Now I'm in this circumstance when life has disappointed me. How do I handle it? Habakkuk is here. He opens up chapter three with a prayer. Praise unto God. Praise to God because he recognizes that, uh, that his deliverance is not in people that's around him, but his deliverance is in God. He prays to God. I like what Habakkuk says here as he, as he jumped down to verse 17. He says, even if the fig tree does not blossom, even if there is no fruit, on the vine and even if the fields yield no food if the flock be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls yet I will rejoice so how do you handle life's disappointments the first thing you gotta do is rejoice in the Lord. Habakkuk says, yes, life has disappointed me. Yes, I'm in a calamity, but God is still worthy. Hmm. The fig tree is not blossoming. The fruit are not on the vines. The produce of the olive has all fallen down. The fields are yielding no food. Do you see what's going on in his land? He's in a land of famine. There's no food in the marketplace. The land has dried 
up. The olive has fallen down. What do you do when there's no food in the marketplace? What do you do when the land has dried up? What do you do when the olive has fallen down? Some of you looking at me and you act like you don't know what I'm talking about, but you can drive places today, go through the drive through and they have this sign on the window that says there is a shortage of supplies. Uh, just in case you've been laying under a rock over the past year and a half, we have been enduring the famine. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. We have to endure a shortage. We've had to endure a famine. We've had to endure a shortage. Church folks don't know when to shout because notice what I said. You've been through a famine. You've been through a shortage and some of you don't even realize it. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You don't even understand that America is broke. America is in debt. Trillions upon trillions of dollars. But yet, it has not affected you like it should. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You've been in a famine. You've been in a shortage. You've been in a drought. But God has been so God that he sheltered you from the effects of the famine. Uh, Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. God has been so God to us that we have not even felt the true pressure that this time has brought us. Y'all don't know when to shout. Let me help you. Uh, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. Let me help you again. My friend Pastor Aaron McNair Jr. says it like this. When I think on the goodness of Jesus and all that he did not let happen to me. Uh, yes, everything he covered me from, everything he protected me from, I owe God praise. I owe God glory. I owe God honor. Tell somebody, thank God for covering me. Mm. Thank God for covering me. I'm in a shortage, but yet I never ran out. I'm in a famine, but yet my mouth is still wet with water. The land is dry, but yet my praise still goes up to God. I tell somebody, yet I will rejoice. Habakkuk is in a famine. He says, even if the fig tree doesn't blossom, if it doesn't spring up, even if the fruit is not on the vine, and even if the produce of the olive shall fail, the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice you have to understand that Habakkuk is living in an agricultural time where not only is time money but animals are money not only is it money but it is a lifeline without animals without produce on the vines there's a shortage 
they will die from a lack of vegetation. They can't eat. They can't sell. They cannot buy. They cannot barter. They cannot trade. But even in this time, Habakkuk says, I will rejoice. It's interesting because Habakkuk opens up his prophecy with a list of complaints. He opens up, he, he asks God, how long is it going to take you to hear from me? He opens up with a laundry list of complaints, but he closes his prophecy in praise. Yet, I will rejoice. But I'm not just going to rejoice any kind of way. He says, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. And I like what he says here. He says, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to rejoice in Yahweh. I'm going to rejoice in the covenant God of Israel. I'm going to rejoice, let me say it again, in the covenant God of Israel. He, he recognizes that even though men and women may break their promises, God will never break his promise. He says, I can't rejoice in man. I can't rejoice in woman because they're going to let me down. No matter how good they may seem, no matter how, how much they try, human flesh will fail us. But he says, I'm going to rejoice in the covenant God of Israel. He says, I'm going to rejoice because God is the God of the covenant. And if he promised it to you, it shall come to pass. Uh, yes, sir. If God said it, uh, yes, sir, then that settles it. Uh, we like to say, uh, God said it, uh, I believe it, uh, and that settles it. But whether I believe it or not, if God said it, uh, that settles it. Uh, yes, if it came out of his mouth, if it came out of his word, then that settles it. God is the truth. Uh, let every man be a lie and God be the truth. Uh, tell somebody God said it. Uh, Y'all ain't say oh, yes sir. Tell somebody else God said it. Come on, tell somebody else, God said it. I'm waiting on y'all to catch it. Tell somebody, God said it. Uh, yes, sir. Well, I don't know what he told you, but whatever it is he told you, if he said it, it has to come to pass. I'm just waiting for that thing to hit your spirit. Look at somebody say, God said it. Uh, yes, sir. God said it, which means it shall come to pass. You've been looking for your healing? God said it. It shall come to pass. You've been waiting for that son? to be saved, that daughter to be delivered, God said it, yes sir, and it shall come to pass, you've been waiting for God to lift up your head, God said I will do it, and that settles it, tell somebody God said it, God said it, uh, yes sir, that should make you shout, that should make you give him praise, why, because if he said it, it has to come to pass, I don't care what it looked like right now, God said it, uh, yes sir, I don't care what it feels like right now God said it and whatever he said he will perform 
This ain't something that I heard. This ain't something that just I read. But this is something that I have experienced. I have experienced that God is a God of his word. And he will not break his promise. Though the vision may tarry. Then Habakkuk said in chapter 2. Though the vision may tarry. It shall wait and come at its appointed time. All you have to do is wait until it arrives. God said it and that settles it. He said it. He said it. He said it. He says, I'm going to rejoice in the covenant God. The God who will not break God's promise. I will rejoice in the covenant God. You got to pay close attention to that word rejoice. Because he uses a, a, a Hebraic phrase that does not talk about a feeling. It's interesting because there is a Hebrew word that expresses the feeling of rejoice. But Habakkuk doesn't use that Hebrew phrase. He uses the Hebrew phrase that talks about a state of being. Talks about an expression. He says, I will rejoice. That word that he uses here literally means to be clothed in gladness. Do you hear me? Literally means to be clothed in joy. To be wrapped up in joy. Which means despite what's going on around me, I'm wrapped in joy. Uh, grandmama used to tell me uh, and she told Shelvin uh, and our brothers and sisters as well that in the winter time uh, whenever you go outside what she say put something next to your meat she say put something next to your meat put something uh, that's gonna touch your skin so the cold air cannot get on the inside and all I'm trying to tell you this afternoon this morning uh, is that when you have been wrapped in joy despite what's going on outside it cannot affect what goes on on the inside I tell somebody put something next to your meat uh, yes sir despite what's going on around me despite what's going on around you it cannot affect you for the negative because you've been wrapped in joy uh, yes sir you've been clothed in joy that doesn't mean you're not going to shed some tears that doesn't mean you're not going to be frustrated at times that does not mean that you're not going to get weary along this journey but at the end of the day you have something to stand on and what you have to stand on is the joy of God I heard somebody say it like this this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me and the world cannot take it away uh, yes I might get frustrated in a moment but I have an attitude and a spirit of joy that kicks in 
when I needed to. I tell somebody, I've been clothed in joy. I've been clothed in joy. I know you're hurting, but you've been clothed in joy. I know you're frustrated, but wrap yourself in joy. I know you got sickness, but wrap yourself in joy. Ah, yes, sir. Because at the end of the day, God has promised that all things are going to work together for our good. I know it's hurting, but it's working for your good. Tell somebody, I got joy. I got joy. I got joy. I got joy that sometimes don't show up in a smile on my face, but it shows up in my heart. You wondering why you're still standing. You wondering why you can still stand strong. You wondering why you can still stand with all the hell that you've been through. It's not because of you. It's not because of the preacher. It's not because of the deacon. It's not because of the mother, but it's because God has given you joy. Uh, yes, sir, God has given you a perfect joy that shows up when you need it. It's a joy. We rejoice in the Lord. I've been wrapped in joy. I've been clothed in joy. How are you still smiling through the pain in your life? I've been wrapped in joy. How can you perform through the tears? Because you've been wrapped in joy. I know your situation is hurting you. But remember, you've been wrapped in joy. What's on the outside can affect what's on the inside. Tell somebody, I got joy. This is why, this is why Psalm 30 and verse 5 is so powerful. His anger endureth but a moment, but in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Some of you have been waiting for that morning to come. You've been waiting for that morning to come. And rightfully so, you have a good complaint and a good observation. But let me help you. Morning comes when you wake up. Morning comes when you wake up. What are you saying, Keys? Morning comes when you open up your eyes. Not look around your room, but open up your eyes and look unto the hill from which cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. Uh, yes, sir. The psalmist said it like this. Lift up your head. Oh, ye gates and be ye lifted up everlasting doors. Why? Because the king of glory shall come in when you open up your eyes and when you look unto God that's when joy comes in your heart when you open up your eyes and look it's when joy comes 
in your heart. Tell somebody, just wake up. You be complaining about how long the night is. All you got to do is just wake up. You've been complaining about how long you had to endure the weeping stage. Just tell somebody, wake up. I heard a songwriter say it like this. It's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, just, just wake up. Just, just wake up. It might be midnight here, but it could be eight o'clock in Japan. It's, it's, it's daytime somewhere. Just wake up. Open your eyes. Rejoice in the Lord. He says, yet I will rejoice and I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Then he says, God, the Lord is my strength. So how do you handle life's disappointments? The first thing, rejoice in the Lord. Secondly, and I'm closing, rest in God's strength. Rejoice in the Lord. Secondly, rest in God's strength. He says in verse 19, God, the Lord, is my strength. God, the Lord, is my strength. God, the Lord, is my strength. God, the Lord is my strength. He doesn't just give me strength. He is my strength. <laughs> he, he is my strength. Which means the only time we feel weak is if we have disconnected from God. The only time we feel weak is if we have disconnected from God because God is our strength. It's not good to be weak and disconnected from God, but it is all right to be weak and connected to God. Let me say it again. It's not good for us to be weak and then disconnect from God. But we're in the perfect place if we are weak and we are connected to God. Uh, yes, sir. Because somebody lied to you and told you just be strong. Someone told you a fib. Someone told you a fable. By telling you that all you got to do is be strong. But they left something off of that be strong. The Bible says be strong in the Lord. But I got a dilemma because Paul said in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. So do I be weak or do I be strong? Let me help you. Be weak. <laughs> uh, tell somebody be weak uh, be weak because God's strength cannot be perfected in your strength but his strength is perfected in your weakness the text 
says be strong in the Lord. It doesn't say be strong in your own might, but be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And so in order for me to be strong in the Lord, I got to be weak in my flesh. Uh, yes, in order for me to be strong in the Lord, I cannot rely on my own strength. I got to allow myself to be weak because where I'm weak, then God is strong. I tell somebody, I ain't got to be strong. Why? Because God is strong for me. Uh, yes, I don't got to be strong because God is strong for me. Don't avoid your place of weakness because in your weakness, God's strength is made perfect. It's all right to be weak. It's all right to feel as if you cannot go on. It's all right to get frustrated at times. Because in your weakness, God says, my strength is made perfect. Habakkuk says, the Lord is my strength. God is my strength, which means I, I got to connect with God because he doesn't just provide me strength. He is my strength. The person of God, the, the being of God is my strength. God, God's self is my strength not a man not a woman not some boy not a girl not a situation but God God's self is your strength how do you handle life's disappointments you got to rejoice in the Lord you got to rest in God's strength rest in God's strength, which means take the load off. Sit down somewhere and allow God to, to be God. Tell somebody, you got to learn how to rest. Come on, tell it. Because they tired of hearing my voice. Let them hear yours and say, you got to learn how to rest. Because if you don't rest in God's strength, then you're going to find yourself burnt out. Yeah, long. You got to learn how to rest in God's strength. Oh, Lord, I know that uh, your situation uh, feels bad. Yeah, and not only does it feel bad, it is bad. Yeah, Lord, but you got to learn how to rest in the strength of God. Do y'all hear me? You got to learn how to lean and depend on Jesus. Because God is your strength. 
Yeah, I know that you feel weak at times and you feel like picking up the tower and throwing it into the ring. But when I look around, I found that God was right there and propping me up on my side. Yeah, Lord, is there anybody in this room uh, that can agree with me and sing? At the end of the day, I'm going to rest in the strength of God. Yeah, Lord, I'm not going to worry about my situation anymore, but I'm going to rest in the strength of God. Yeah, Lord, just like Habakkuk said, he opened up in the first chapter with his laundry list of complaints. Well, he closes in the third chapter and said, I will rejoice. Yeah, I know that it started off bad. I know that it started off rush. I know that it started off with pain in your heart. But at the end of the day, you got to rejoice in the Lord. Yeah, because the God we serve, he will not break his promises. And if God brought you to it, come on, y'all know it, then he'll bring you through it. Yeah, Lord, and not only uh, will he bring you through it, but uh, you're going to grow through it. Uh, do y'all hear me? I didn't say go through it, but I said uh, you're going uh, to grow through it because everything uh, that happens in your life happens for a reason, and that reason uh, is to perfect you uh, along this way. I got the clothes here, but I need you to recognize that what you've endured was not just a coincidence. What you endured was not to take you out. What you endured was not to break you down, but it won't to build you up yeah long is there anybody in this room that can agree with me and say what I encountered was to build me up yeah long what I need you to recognize is that what you've encountered once so that God can bring you out keep me on the one look at somebody and say neighbor what I'm enduring is so gosh can perfect me say neighbor what I'm encountering is so gosh can perfect me so that I can be who he called me to be what you're enduring was not 
watch for your demise. But what you endured was so God can pick you up, turn you around. What you encountered was so God can get the glory. And I heard the Bible say that they, yes, they that sow in tears shall reap shall reap in joy you've been crying late in the midnight hour but in the morning you shall reap you've been crying and your pillows have been wet with your tears but in the morning you're gonna reap you've been crying over your situation but I heard yes sir I've heard I feel it now I've heard the Bible say I'm going to reach in joy I lay down in pain I lay down in tears lay down with frustration I lay down with questions for God I lay down with my heart hurting I lay down and I didn't know what to do I lay down and I wanted to give up I lay down and I wanted to throw in the towel but I was reminded of Galatians 6 and 7 that said be not deceived God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reaps verse 8 said if you sow to the flesh you're going to reap corruption but if you sow to the spirit you're going to reap life everlasting and then verse 9 said don't be dismayed be not weary in well doing for in due season you shall reach if you faint not you sowed in your tears but in due season you shall reach if you faint not how do you handle life's disappointments rejoice in the launch rest in God's strength but at the end of the day praise is calmly to the upright I know it don't feel good but praise God praise God from whom all blessings flow praise him all creatures here below praise Father praise Son, praise Holy Ghost. And I heard the Bible say, Praise God. 
in a sanctuary praise him in the firmament of his power praise him for his mighty acts praise him through temple and dance praise him on the high sounding cymbal praise him on the loud cymbal and then I heard one condition let everything you launch everything that have breath praise the Lord if you got breath in your body you ought to praise the Lord you ought to praise him for keeping you praise him for bringing you out praise him for opening up a door praise him for making ways for you is there anybody here this morning that say come what me I'm gonna praise him I'm gonna praise him until I receive my orders to come on home home where Jesus is home where the wicked will cease from trying home every day with the howdy howdy no more goodbyes I heard home home don't gotta leave my loved ones anymore home no tears there home no weakness there home but every day shall be like Sunday Sabbath will have no end we're gonna sit down one of these old days one of these old days gentle Jesus he's gonna swing down that sweet chariot and I'm gonna go home stick my sword in the golden sands of time and I'm gonna rest from my labor I'm gonna rest from my worry rest from my trial rest from my tears because one of these old days one of these old days one of these old days he's gonna make it all right one of these old days he's gonna bring us out one of these old days one of these old days I'm gonna stand before him and I wanna hear my love Say servant, yeah, servant, you fought a good fight, you finished your course, and there's a crowd, 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 how do you handle life's disappointments, lift up your hands, oh ye gates, be lifted up, everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in how do you handle life's disappointments I will lift up mine eyes to the hill from which cometh my help my help my help my help comes from the Lord how do you handle life's disappointments keep your eyes on Jesus 
He knows how to pick you up, turn you around, place your feet on a solid ground. Tell somebody, hold on, hold on, hold on, it's gonna be all right. Hold on, he's gonna make a way. Hold on, hold on, be not dismayed. Whatever beats you.